This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Thanks for tuning in once again. Make sure you subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, The Mitch Gray Show. That's G-R-A-Y. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put uh, most of our shows and have some other cool stuff there as well for um, mostly leadership content and teaching you how to be a great leader. So make sure you subscribe to that as well, Mitch Gray Media. On today's show, I have a uh, dear friend of mine who I was actually on uh, on her show a year ago, two a year and a half ago, a while back a, ago. I don't remember. A year ago. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So uh, Bab Sharma, welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. Mitch, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. And I told you I would pronounce your name with my um, American Southern accent. So I think I did well pronouncing it that way. You did great. <laughs> I think I think it should technically be uh, Bob. Bob? Yes. Yeah. Bob, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I sound, I sound hideous saying it that way. So like the listeners care, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> like so- I said, I've heard plenty worse. <laughs> Um, Bab, you are the uh, host of Creators Campfire podcast. Um, you also have another YouTube, ch- that is a YouTube channel also, by the way. So um, we'll put that in the show notes where people can go subscribe to your podcast. And then you also have a separate YouTube channel that's just under your name. Is that correct? Yes, I kicked that off mid-January. I thought, yeah. why not also have a so-called main channel? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll put that in the show notes as well so people can um, go check that out. Um, talking about Creators Campfire podcast, I loved being on your show, by the way, and you have some really, really amazing episodes, some amazing guests, but your focus is really on um, creators and people that are doing some really cool stuff in the world. And after all these episodes, you've done over 40 episodes, you've been doing this a while, you've really grown your um, YouTube channel, and, and I've loved watching your growth. So after interviewing all of these creators, interviewing all these folks that are doing really incredible things in the world, the question I want to begin our conversation with is, what makes a great creator? Nice. We're going straight in with the hard questions. Um, my, yeah, my, my quick answer is someone who actually creates, someone who actually puts ah. content out there, right? Because there are so many people like me right now who, you know... I'm a content creator. There's no content going out the door. I am not a good content creator right now, right? Um, it's a bit of a lame answer, but it's true. Because at the end of the day, if you're not putting stuff out, then there is no point. And, and actually what you find is the more stuff you put out and the more you actually create, the better you will naturally get. Uh, so, so I guess if we're talking, what are the skills involved in that? It's more about consistency um, and and it's that 1% improvement, right? Because I'm going back to a, I like this story. It's it's the pottery class example, which I think is fairly well known, but uh, I might just be assuming. So you have a, a pottery class and they're split into two for an assignment and one half of the class has, so at the end of the day, they, they both have to submit a, 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 a piece of work at the end of however long it was, six months or whatever. One half of the group has only one 
piece to submit as in they can only do one so they'll work on the same one for this six month period and the other half of the group has to create something all the time and, and like just constantly create 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 and then they'll be graded on you know their final submission i'm terrible at telling telling stories but hopefully you get the gist in it with me um and basically at the end of the six months the group that were trying to perfect this one had lower grades than the group that were just creating every day and not trying to worry about this mm. final product. So ultimately, consistently put content out there without worrying about this perfect thing that you're going to put out because there is no such thing as perfect content. So a good content creator doesn't get caught up in that perfectionism mindset, I guess. Or let's be honest, everyone has their thoughts, no matter who they are, but it's not letting them get the best of you. So yes, you might go, oh, this isn't perfect, but it's overcoming that thought and still putting content out there because that's the only way you're ever going to get better. Repetition, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's doing something over and over and over and over. Yes. And content is interesting because uh, let, let's, let's take a, a YouTube creator, for instance. They may be doing you know, videos on different topics, but really the process of that creation stays the same regardless of the minute details of that content. And that's the rep repetition that you're alluding to, the consistency that you're alluding to. Yes. It's like the, like the standard thing in YouTube is you need to put out a video a week for like two years before you see any traction. Right. And yes, it's that, that workflow of putting the video out there that is important to, mm -hmm. to your point. So it's whether you do any research or whatever, it's the script writing, it's the, it's the filming, it's the editing, it's that workflow between going from idea to actual output. That is what will slowly improve. And what you'll find is at the beginning, it's incredibly overwhelming because you're like, oh my God, it's all these parts. But over time, improving just one piece of that every single time. And all of a sudden, six months, a year, 12, uh, 18 months later, you've perfected, right. perfected in air quotes, uh, this process. And all of a sudden, you're creating content without even thinking and you can still keep tweaking things. So yeah, repetition, consistency, not, not giving up when, you know, it feels like it's too much because that's right. the easy thing to do. Right. Yeah. Taking a break is different, but, but giving up like it's the, it's the easy way out. Totally. It's, and it is, it, it does, it can feel overwhelming, especially, you know, if someone has, I, I read something the other day about, um, having kind of a singular focus. I, I, I tend to be in that DNA strand of humans who has millions of ideas and it becomes really difficult to go, okay, I'm going to set that aside and it'll serve me later and really just focus on um, the process and creating whatever that one, you know, whether it's, whether it was the previous idea or the best idea or whatever, and that can become overwhelming, um, whether you're talking YouTube channel or a writer or whatever it is. And so so I think you're right. I think really pulling those aside and going, I'm going to have the singular focus, focus on this process, have repetition there. And then everything else kind of becomes plug and play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, ev and even within that, I guess, to, to your point, it's almost batching, right? Because mm -hmm. what you find is if you have a million ideas, that's great, but you need, you kind of need a system to, to hold right. them all. Right. Uh, if we, we get into David Allen's GTD, like, right, we, we don't want to keep all these ideas in our head. We want to get them out. Mm -hmm. And that's almost like the first stage of the, of the process. You're capturing these ideas. So, okay, like I'm Mitch, I have a hundred ideas. I just need to get them on paper for the first yeah. bit. But then you create this process of, okay, well, 
when I'm ready to work on that video, I'm just gonna, and I, again, I'm talking YouTube, but I think it works with any, any process. You're like, okay, I'm ready to make some notes on that one. Okay. I'm, I'm yes. ready to make some notes on the next one. And actually what you're doing is you're creating this constant, um, like workflow and, and engine, which actually is better than, than every week coming to the table and going, I need to do a video this week. <laughs> so having all those ideas is absolutely fine. And, and I think a Tiago Forte thing is more like it's the slow burn rather than the heavy lift, because actually that's a much better thing. If you're working on 10 ideas at once, you can just add little notes to them in the five, 10, 15 minutes you've got spare. And all of a sudden it's not this big task of, oh my God, I need to create this video this week, or oh my God, I need to get this project done this week. Right, you've been right. adding these little things all the time as you've gone along, you're picking it up. It's not an empty page. You've mm -hmm. got something that's maybe 50% full, 60% full. And then it's just a case of moving it along a little bit. And then all of a sudden in your workflow, you've got these things that are all moving and they're all being worked on at the same time. And it kind of links into batching because if you then have three scripts that are ready, you can go and film three videos, right? Yes, and, yes. And, and all of a sudden the setup cost involved in, in setting up to film is you only have to do it once for three videos instead of three times for three videos. So, yeah. yeah. No, I love that, I love that. So let's let's continue since you, YouTube is kind of your playground, kind of your sandbox. So I want to continue using that as the example, but I do want to tell the listeners what what I have found in most great minds and 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 the people that I have on my show is it's really cool because most of the principles they talk about are universal principles. So someone may not be on YouTube or creating videos, but a lot of these you know kind of how tos and how to build something it's a universal principle that will apply regardless of what your playground is. So, and, and just like you've talked about and a few things that you've shared already are applicable anywhere, but I want to continue using YouTube as an example. And, and the thought that I'm having as you're talking is let's kind of, let's kind of switch into how do you build this, right? So maybe you have someone, I think the episode I was on your show was about side hustles, or maybe you have a small business that's trying to capitalize on free marketing, which YouTube is, <laughs> a great place for that free marketing. And so let's say someone, regardless of their motivation, is trying to build their following, build their content. Um, the interesting thing that I found is you can have 40 videos on YouTube or 40 posts on LinkedIn, and one of them just really explodes. And it's like, okay, I'm looking at metrics here and I have one video that has 1,100 views and my other videos have 25. My question is, what can someone learn from that? Should they learn something from it? And also, what story is that telling them about the content of that whatever that exploded in comparison to the others? So what could they learn? What should they learn? And then what, what story should they be listening to? Yes, uh, definitely there is something to learn from that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, like, oh my God, this is amazing, but it, it could be, literally it could be anything. So um, what springs to mind is I had Matt Ragland on the podcast like um, over a month ago, and I still haven't released that episode, but it, I promise it's coming soon. Um, but, but this is kind of how he started. So I'm gonna use him as an example, but um, I've heard it from other people as well. So basically when he started, he was making videos of kind of random stuff. He was like, I'm not really sure what I want to do. I just want to make videos and I know I want to do 
in this general area of X, I can't now remember, um, something related to productivity, but it was a very wide kind of area. And he was just posting video, video, video. And then all of a sudden he posted a video about a bullet journal in his style. Mm -hmm. And what he noticed is to your point, he was getting, and again, I can't remember the number, so I'm just going to go with yours. He was getting 25 views per video or whatever. And then all of a sudden he got a thousand, mm -hmm. right? Um, and from that, he was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me take a look. You would be like, I don't want to call anyone silly, but like, it's an opportunity. Don't, don't yes. miss that opportunity and don't go, oh, numbers. There is definitely a time and a place to be aware of numbers. Don't get sucked right. into numbers and right. get caught up in them. It's a very easy thing to do, but be aware of them and have that sense of awareness if you are trying to genuinely grow or build a business. Obviously, if it's a hobby, it's completely irrelevant. No. But what he was saying, and I think his analogy was like an hourglass. So when you start, you've got this massive wide funnel at the top and you're just pouring random stuff into it. And over time, it kind of, I don't know what the, the technical words are for an hourglass, but over time you refine it and, and it comes down to, I guess he only meant the halfway point of an hourglass. Um, but, but basically what he learned is the audience resonated with that video. Mm. He was like, ah, actually, this is something I want to do. I've put the video out there. It's something I enjoy talking about. People are watching it and they're watching it much more than they watched my previous videos. He didn't just go, okay, I'm going to stop everything and only do bullet journals. He's right. like, okay, this is an interesting right. thing to test. This is an interesting, yeah. was this a one-off? But what he did is he, he did immediately double down on that, given that it was, I think, coming up to New Year and well, obviously New Year's resolutions and it's a mm -hmm. great time to start again. So he's like, okay, I'm going to put out another video that's related to bullet journals and New Year's. And again, flew off, like completely blew up and it was like brilliant. And his subs just went up and he kept getting subs and he was like, okay, I'm clearly onto something here. So he continued down that path, continued to test and experiment. So yes, absolutely. If you see a spike or if you're trying to grow, especially when you're starting out and if you don't know what your niche is, or even if you do know what your niche is, but you don't know quite what direction to take, those spikes show you what your audience resonate with. Those, those spikes show you what people want to see. And to ignore them wouldn't be the best thing in the world. But at the same time, if you're pointing to something that you don't want to do, then don't do it just because the numbers are there, right? Don't go, I put out a video on, so if Matt was like, okay, I did a one-off bullet journal, but I absolutely don't want to do bullet journals for the rest of my thing don't listen to that number, right? right, um, right. Or maybe find a way that you can bring it in. But at the end of the day, that's clearly worked for him. He's now, you know, 60K subs almost or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's worked and he's experimented over time, but only because he was aware mm -hmm. of the spike and he had the back catalog to have a, a comparison against, mm -hmm. to know that there was a spike. So I want to draw parallel lines here because again, universal principle, right? So let's say someone has a website and they're looking at their metrics and they're noticing that, you know, there's maybe a three second stay on all of their pages except one. And that one in particular page on your website is getting 30 second stays or people are clicking on something. Yep. Again, it's just taking note and, and, you know, asking yourself, okay, what's keeping people on that page? What, what did I do there that I haven't done on the other pages? Um, social media, same way. If you make a post on LinkedIn or whatever, and, and you're doing five posts a day, five days a week, and two posts get incredible numbers. Yes. Did you tag someone? What was the content? And so it really is, it's, 
it's the same applicable principle, regardless of what avenue you're using. It's just listening to that story. And, and I love the idea that you're talking about, about how you might just play in that a little bit. I, I, I think we forget that, especially as creators. I think we forget that we have the freedom and liberation to play with stuff. Like we don't, we're not held to any, any boundaries or, I mean, we get to do what we want. And, and I, you know, as a creator and as someone who's a true idealist, oftentimes I get really frustrated with the parameters that people expect of you on social media, on YouTube. And it's like, no, this is mine. I can do what I want with it. And I just want to give people the permission. And and I think you would agree as, as a, you, you know, YouTube creator specifically, play with stuff, mess with it, tinker with it, see what works, see what doesn't work. And I love, you know, you mentioning that. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it was, I think it's a Sarah Dietschy line. Um, but when she makes videos, it's, it's one for you, i.e. the audience and one for me. I, uh, ah. And, and mm. that way, because the, the, look, YouTube is a game and if you want it to be a business, you do have to play by the rules, right? Yeah. It, again, if you're doing it as a hobby, that's a different thing. Just do whatever you want. But if you are genuinely trying to make it a full-time career or make money from it, you do have to pay attention to the algorithm at some point. Mm-hmm. But you still don't want to go in and create content that you just don't care about. Right. Then, then right. you take it. That's just what's the point? It's like working in a job that is just a dead yeah. end job that you 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 hate. Um, but every so often you could experiment or throw out a video and just be like, you know, something. This one is for me. This one isn't for the algorithm. I'm still doing okay. I'm still making as much money as I need to be making. But hey, I want to do this. And that's not to say that your videos, the, the other videos aren't what you want to do. They, they should still be in that kind of general area. Right. But every so often you might want to do a completely random video on like a, here's a day in my life when normally you only talk about iPhones or something. That's, that's absolutely acceptable. Yeah. I think you should 100% put out the content that you want to put out. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So let's, um, let's kind of go to this idea. I, I, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts and to hear you've had so many great guests on your show to kind of hear the things you've learned from them. But let's say we have a small business and, you know, we've gone through the last 15 to 18 months and really the innovators are thriving. The people that were the traditionalists and tried to stick to the old way. It just, it doesn't work anymore. We're in a new world. So let's say someone is, you know, a small business, they don't have a big marketing budget. They may be a solopreneur, self-employed entrepreneur. They may have, you know, a team of 200 people and they're going, okay, I don't have a big marketing budget. Um, revenue has been slim. We know YouTube is free. We know social media is free. How can that person either use their team or potentially use their customer base to create really engaging content? Yeah. First off, let me just say that this should apply to every business, not just those with a small budget, because I think YouTube is such and and social media probably in general is such an amazing way of a free marketing and b connecting with your customers. Hmm. Right. At the end of the day, if if you're a business, you're putting services or products out there for your customers, you're creating for them, you're not doing it for yourself. And therefore, you need to put stuff out that they actually want <laughs> and right, right. The, the best way to get feedback is through those platforms. Yeah. But in terms of marketing, again, free platform, like you've seen what an individual who has not got a business can do. They can grow to be this major influencer and have all this 
power or, or however you want to call mm. it. They are inf called influencers, much as they don't like that word, for a reason because they've right. created this this platform. Businesses should absolutely take advantage of that because they already have they, they already have their niche, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So they don't have any worries there. It's free marketing. It makes them look good, but also you're creating a connection with your with your customer base. You can hear from them. You can interact with them. You can educate people about your product or service in a way that you couldn't do anywhere else. YouTube is like almost like TV advertising back of, you know, 20, 20, 30 years ago, but for free, right? Yeah. Um, okay, you're not going to get the prime time slot, but if you are clever enough about your marketing strategy, then it's such an amazing tool to leverage to reach those customers and other people that might not have even like, is the reach of YouTube is insane. So mm. I could be sitting here with a business that I wouldn't have had a hope in hell of getting to you if you were a potential customer. All right. of a sudden I create a YouTube channel and you come across it because you're searching for something else that's maybe linked. You're like, oh my God, this is exactly right. what I need. Right. Like mind blown. And, and it's not about selling. I think no. that this is a mistake that people make. And it's the same if you're making a, a personal video. You're not, I wouldn't put out a video and go, oh my God, look at me, subscribe to my channel. I'm absolutely amazing. I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. What I'm doing is, is offering people value from my videos. And if they like mm -hmm. it, they'll come back. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with businesses. You need to offer value. You're not just, you're not, again, when I, when I say it's a TV advert, it's not like, oh, just come and buy from us because why wouldn't you? It's about, I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, uh, so if there's an app or something, um, who was the one I saw that was really good? Oh, Riverside. We were talking about Riverside yes, earlier. So yes. Riverside being a podcasting app. Now, what they've done is they have their own YouTube channel. And what they do on that YouTube channel is they teach people how to podcast and they teach people how to create a video podcast. They are a platform that offers a video podcasting service. Right. They're not every video isn't, hey guys, come and buy from us. We're amazing. Right. Every video is educational content for anybody creating a podcast. Mm. So even if you don't use that service, they are offering free education to, on how to podcast. The fact that you then go, I really like this company. I have trust in them or, you know, they're offering value for, for free. I might check them out. Right. All of a sudden, right. all the exact way of how to use their software is also here. So I've gone on this journey where they've taught me how to podcast. They've taught me how to video podcast and they've taught me how to use their software. Why would I go to another provider? <laughs> they've, they've ticked all the boxes. No. They're the kind of things that I think businesses should be doing if they can. Yeah. I don't really see why they couldn't, but there's always an exception. Yeah. And there's still, there's still this stigma. Um, I, I, I see it on social media quite a bit. There's still this stigma about giving away free information. Oh, yes. For, for far too many people. I mean, I mean, yes. and it's, and it's, and it's a true fear for, for a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs. It's like, and I get it, you know, I get it. I, I have a new book that's coming out soon and it's like, okay, what's the threshold of how much information I give. And, and even though I know I should give away a ton of information, arguably I've seen authors give away the book for free. Um, it's still that internal conversation of, but I'm building a business. I'm trying. And so it, it is a legitimate, um, internal question. I don't think it's a legitimate fear. And I think those are two very different things. I think there is a threshold of holding value. Um, but I do think 
you should always lean toward, especially when we're talking about social media slash YouTube, the idea of giving away and educating people on what your content product idea is, is never the wrong thing to do ever. Yeah, I'm very much in the Gary Vee school of thought on this. Yes. And, and it's probably because of him that I have these thoughts and, and I've come around to this way of thinking. But I think you should give everything away for free. There is mm -hmm. literally no reason to withhold anything. Why, why should you? And, and it also, it's not like you're the only person in the world that has that knowledge. Anyone right. could, right? right? I, I could be like, oh, I know this thing. And, and you could be like, I know this too. I'm just going to give it away for free. And in the meantime, I'm sitting here going, buy my course. I give you the information. Whereas <laughs> you're creating a channel that's just giving that information and building your, yeah. your um, kind of subscriber base or your community. And then when you do want to sell something, people are there. You've, you've built that rather than going, Oh, I have this amazing book. Like people right. don't know you've right. given them nothing. So Gary V gives everything away for free. Um, so a couple of my favorite YouTubers like Thomas Frank has a study book. You can just download the ebook for free or you could buy the ebook and kind of support him. Like mm. I'm sure the amount of people that have bought his book because they've gained value from the free ebook is phenomenal, but there are students at the end of the day and some people can't afford right. it and it's free. It's free information, but that only creates goodwill. Um, yes. Ali Abdal yes. again has given away so much knowledge over the years through his YouTube channel of how to create a YouTube channel, how to study productivity tips. All of a sudden he's built that base. He's now on almost 2 million subscribers, but mm. around the 1 million mark, he's like, okay, I'm going to release a, a, a YouTube course. It's not any new information. It's not something he hasn't said in the past. It's not something he wouldn't put on his, on his channel now, but he still made a killing off the chat, right. off the course because right. he's built this base. And all of a sudden this information is all in one place and right. you're creating something else. So. Yeah, he's again from the Gary Vee school of thought, and and I am too. And and I, I say that, and I know I know full well that in my mind, when it came to it, I'd still have that conversation. But I'd like to think that my answer, ultimately, even if I stop myself, is going, no, that's fine. It's absolutely okay. And, and that I think above anything else will give you the the biggest audience, or you know, grow your business in the in the best way. I think the two, I think the two areas that really hold people back from giving things away for free outside of fear, because I think people fear a lot that they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But I think the two areas that really either, either hold people back from giving things away for free or allow people to step fully into that idea is authenticity and, and the experience that they're giving others. In other words, I think when someone doesn't really know their authenticity and has, hasn't leaned into that fully, it's really difficult to go, okay, I'm giving you this for no exchange at all, except you're knowing you're just going to take it and do something with it. That takes a really authentic person to step into that fully. And I think it also takes someone that says, really, what I value more than anything is the experience I have with you. And again, I think Gary Vee is one of the kings of that idea is I'm going to give people such a great experience. And that's not really the words he uses. But when you look at the people back in back in the day, it was a guy called Zig Ziglar, you know, an old guy that's not around anymore. But the experience that people had when they engaged with him was above and beyond anyone else. And before people talked about giving stuff away for free in social media, you would go to a Zig Ziglar event and it was like a circus. I mean, it was, you know, what, you know, he did cartwheels on stage. I mean, it was just crazy what you experienced. 
Gary Vee is kind of one of those people that's that new idea of, no, I'm not afraid to give this away for free because I know who I am and I know the experience I'm giving you. So when it's time for you to invest as a consumer, you're going to invest. And I think for business people, for those entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, self-employed, when you can focus on authenticity and on experience, it really starts shifting your mindset of what value you're truly giving people. I think it, yeah, one of the things that have just come to mind is also going back to what we were talking about earlier. At the end of the day, you're creating this product or service for the end user. Right. So there's, there's, right. there's kind of two ways of looking at it is, is if nobody knows that the stuff is going to be good enough, no one's going to buy it anyway. Yes. So you, you, you're, no you're giving it to no one. Yeah, there's no, no credibility. Exactly. It is literally going to sit there. And, and then what use is that? It, it's helping no one. Um, but also, like, what? you're fearing giving stuff away to the people that I assume you want to help in the first place, mm-hmm. right? So take, for example, the book, and I'm not saying this is what you're thinking, but, but here's a book. You've obviously, you're doing it because you want to give value to somebody, right? You want to help those people. Yes, obviously, if, to make money off it is great and people need to live and, 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 and earn a living, but at the end of the day, they're the people you're trying to help. So right, right. if you gave, okay, so take taking a step back, if I knew nothing about you and I knew nothing about this book, I would glance at it and be like, meh, unless like hundreds of thousands of people said, this is a great book. But if I'd kind of come across your stuff and you were giving excerpts or you were doing YouTube videos with you know, little snippets of your book, um, giving the key ideas, I'd be like, damn, that's, a, that's really good. I really right. like what he's saying. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, and he's got it all in a book. Brilliant, I'm gonna buy that book. Yes. It's, it's everything yes. all summarized in one place. I'm not saying you're sitting there reading the entire book, but you're giving the five key ideas from that book. You've effectively given the information out of the book on yes. your YouTube channel and a blog or whatever. But all of a sudden someone's like, I'm going to buy that book because that's just, that's exactly what I need. That That's perfect. Right. Without that, I'd be like, I, I have no idea who you are. I don't know what you're selling. I, I don't really care. You're, you're just trying to make a buck. I'm not saying I would say that to you, Mitch. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I love that. And again, it's a universal principle, right? If you're if you're running a clothing yes. store, make yes. YouTube videos of the latest fashion trends, how to size yourself, et cetera, et cetera. If you're running a bookstore, it, I mean, we could go on. The principle is the same. And that is the more trust you can build with people, the more authentic you can be, the more um, credibility, you can, you know, just that whole trust experience with people. And the way you build that is by putting content out yes. and it doesn't have to be perfect consistency, no. <laughs> you know, repetition, and that persistence is really what drives that. So people want to know that you're human people buy from yes. people, right? They uh, don't buy from, <laughs> right. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because the, you know, the mantra of our show is bringing the human, the art of humanity back to leadership. And I'm yes. glad you said that because it really is. The, the, the more people can see that you're just a human, you're not yeah. selling them something. Yes. Um, you're just trying to engage the best way you can. And for some of us, that's through creating things. Yes. And it's not like we're all perfect. Nike that we can, we've got this right. brand that's been, you know, you know, had yeah. how many years of, of reputation before it. But even when they were starting out, it was no different, right? <laughs> Phil and I were still trying to do the same thing that we're trying to do now. It's word of mouth. People buy from people. You create that relationship with people and you right. build it. And they're like, you know something? I've got three people here saying the same thing. I know Mitch. I know his content. I know he's a good person. I'm going to go and buy from Mitch. I don't know the other two people. You right. build that community right. around your whatever you're selling. Like 
I guess ultimately we are all trying to sell something, whether it's ourselves, our course, or a, a book, or, or whatever, yes. right? So build that community, though. Offer the value. It's a two-way thing. But ultimately, you're going to pick the person that resonates with you the most. Mm-hmm. Unless you and, absolutely need And interestingly, <laughs> Phil and I started out by giving the track team at Oregon track shoes. <laughs> exactly. So, because no one else was going to pick his yeah, stuff. Yeah, even in, even in the 70s, they had to give stuff away for free. <laughs> absolutely have to. And I'm not saying if you're a clothing store, just go and give right. all your stuff out. But right. Again, there are ways of doing it. To your point, create a channel about the the fashion trends. Give something away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. The word the word used earlier was education, and I I think anyone that's in business, again, whether they're a solopreneur running a larger company or whatever, they have something they can educate people on. And I I want to I want to bring up your your actual your other YouTube channel um, that's under your name. And it's really cool because in a way you're kind of reviewing things, but you're not really reviewing things. It's like this, you found a really good balance of, yes, I'm reviewing some products. One episode, Kindles versus books. Yeah. Great idea to review. You know, I I haven't watched that episode. I have no idea what it's about, but I think it's a cool concept. I would watch that episode. Um, And so I, I think that actually ties perfectly into what we're talking about is you're not selling Kindles and books. You're doing this to help people understand. And I'm totally assuming on this, on this episode, (laughs) but you're doing this probably totally help people understand how to choose which one's best, how to invest my money in which one, which one do you prefer as kind of a person reviewing this? What ideas do you have? What are the differences? And someone running a business, whether you're at home in your bedroom building a business or you're walking into the 30th floor of a, of a high rise, it's the same idea. Just educate. If you're a lawyer, educate people on some of the legalities of a certain thing that happens in life. I don't know. Um, if you're a chef, oh my gosh, if you're a chef, teach someone how to make a meal a week, like you know, 30-minute meals every week for your family of five. We're giving you great. So if you're a chef listening to this, you're welcome. We just gave you great content, but that's kind of the whole idea, right? To have fun with it, to educate people. And that's what you're giving away. And really you alluded to it. We're not really giving away any knowledge. It already exists. We're just giving away our perception of the knowledge. Yes. <laughs> Nothing we say is anything new. No. There's no revelations. There are, I think, what, what is the saying? There are no unique messages, only unique messengers. Yes. Right. That's You're right. giving your spin on it. But but also, and this, this applies as much to YouTube as anything else, is when you create a video, you are you create it for a particular niche. You can't please yeah. everybody. When you right. create a business, you are not appealing to every single person, right? There are going to be people that you don't want buying your stuff or watching your videos because they're not the right audience. And therefore you need to pick that one person, create that persona, whatever. That's the person you're marketing to. That's the person you're creating content for. And as long as you can create good content for them, the rest will follow. Yes. Okay. Maybe they're in the slightly outer circle, but if we go back to Kevin Kelly's a thousand true fans, that inner circle of people are the people that you are specifically creating your content for. That doesn't mean, okay, so if I'm not in your niche, that doesn't mean I can't enjoy your content still. I might not be an avid fan, but I will still dip in and out, in and out, for example. I will still buy your t-shirts every once in a while versus 
what I want to aim for at least is this this community or this thousand true fans of here are the people that absolutely love everything I do. They're the people I'm creating for. They're the people. They're the people that I would be creating a business for, for example, because they're the people long term when this you know whatever path this takes that will buy into your products. And that's not going. Oh, I'm being a sleazy salesperson. That just means when right. the time is right and it's time to monetize or whatever. They're the people that have been with you from the start. They're the people that resonate with you. They're the people that agree with your values on a core level. And they're the people that will convert and buy whatever it is you're selling. Not because, hey, I just want to sell stuff and make right. money, but because you're genuinely creating the right stuff for them that, that yes. works for them. So yeah, you can't please everyone. Don't, don't even try. I like to use my mom as the example for that scenario. My mom will always buy everything I do. Right. I never set out to write anything for my mom, right? Like she's not even remotely close to my target yes. audience or my <laughs> ideal client. Not, I mean, she's not, you know, but she's the bonus, right? She's yeah. not inside yes. that thousand raving fans yes. that truly are the supporters, but because yeah. she's my mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's up. So don't make stuff for your mom necessarily. Just no, make stuff no. for your idea audience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And when 100%. your mom buys it, bonus. That's Just, awesome. Yes, exactly. Um, Bab, this has been amazing. I want to start closing out and, and I want to close out by asking you to give, if you could just give one piece of advice for someone that's really looking to dive more into YouTube or, uh, you know, probably I have two compliments for you and they're probably the greatest compliments I could ever give a creator. Number one, it's been fun to watch your evolution. And I remember a year ago, you know, you were like, I'm really trying to grow my subscribers. I'm really... And then like two months after that, you were like, I really want to upgrade my equipment. I really want to do this. And just to watch, you know, what, what's happened from a year ago till now is amazing. So great job on evolving. And then the other compliment I can give you is you've just sharpened your creative skills that, you know, um, I, I see so many creators that they're creating the same art they were 20 years ago. And it's like, no, if I'm a songwriter, my music should sound very different than it did 20 years ago, because I'm always evolving and sharpening my skills. And you've done that. So great job. So because of that, I think you do have the credentials to give someone one piece of advice for really diving in, improving their channel, starting their channel. We've given them a lot of tidbits already, but give them that one last kind of push over the edge to really dive in. Sure. Firstly, I'd just like to say thank you. That was very kind of you. And I really appreciate that. And, and I'm still grateful that you did, you you agreed to come on my show all that time ago when I was I was a complete nobody, not that I moved much, but but still I was like, who the hell is this person? So so I really appreciate that, Mitch. Um in terms of advice, um if you've seen any of my stuff before, I'm gonna say nothing new here. But my my biggest piece of advice and the and the piece that's helped me the most, and, and the reason I'm even even sitting here with, with this setup or whatever is just start, mm -hmm. right? This is the one thing that I will say to anyone and it's whether you're in YouTube or doing anything else, we all sit there and go, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that. Or, you know, one day I'll get round to this. And I could have sat there a year and go and go, oh, it'd be cool to have a podcast. Uh, just, you know, like maybe maybe next year or whatever. But but the key was to start and, yes. and you don't need all the fancy equipment to start. You don't need all the money in the world to start a business, you just need you know, you just need to get up off your ass and do one thing. So, so my biggest piece of advice is just start, please. The biggest differentiator, you could have the best idea in the world, but if you don't execute on it, it means nothing. And all those people right. that sit there going, I had the idea is completely irrelevant, mm -hmm. right? 
execution action is the most important thing. So please, 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 if you are doing so, and I don't, I don't mean that means you have to go and quit your job and start on this adventure. Right. If you can, right. please, amazing, go and do it. I'm very jealous, but like, it, it just means do one small thing. I started a podcast <laughs> in my living room with a 2012 MacBook Air on the worst <laughs> webcam in the world and Apple earphones, right? If you want to do, if you really, truly want to do something, it doesn't need to be the best thing, the most perfect thing, because it won't be perfect in the world just start you will improve over time naturally keep at it don't give up if it's truly what you want to do go and do it that was long-winded but yeah <laughs> i love that no i i think that's right um i when i first started my my first podcast in 2012 um i was complaining because i i couldn't book any speaking engagements and i wasn't able to do that anymore etc cetera, etc cetera. and one of my buddies who was in a podcast he's all you have a laptop right I'm like, yeah. And he goes, open it up and go to GarageBand and start recording. I'm like, what? He's all, yeah, then just email it to people. There's your podcast. So, and that's, that's how you start. I mean, that's exactly how you start. And, yep. you know, I always say, we still don't know what the greatest ideas in the world are because people don't take action. <laughs> I truly believe the greatest innovations don't exist because too many people don't take action. And so, um, yeah, pull out your phone. Everyone has a computer phone, smartphone, pull it out, hit record, yeah. do something. And, and, and my follow-up, I suppose, which is very directly linked is, is we do often overthink things, me mm -hmm. especially. And the one question I always, always ask myself, it's stolen from Tim Ferriss, but it is, what would this look like if it were easy? So bring it all the way back. I want to start a podcast. Fine. I have a phone. I can record into that. I want to start a YouTube channel. Brilliant. I have a phone. I can just hit record and upload, right? I want to start a business. Brilliant. Go and go and create a prototype or set up a website with a service and, and create a test page and see what happens, right? There are so many ways we can create excuses until the cows come home, but just, just do it and do it in the most easy way. Layer things on. Yes. Don't go in for the most overwhelming yes. topped out business proposal start at the most basic level. Remember, what would this look like if it were easy? And you will be flying in no time. And the crazy thing is the only cost for 99% of that is your energy. That's the only yes. currency. Yes. That is the only currency. People ask all the time, how do I start a business? Just start doing something. <laughs> Get all the legalities taken care of after you've already got some money yes. coming in. <laughs> Like, don't do Like, it just makes no sense. They have no revenue. And they're like, well, I need a business license. You don't even have a business. No, yes. <laughs> So exactly. the only, the only currency is energy. That's it. And, and the more, the faster you can fail and the faster you can screw it up, the yes. better. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Please. Great. Yes. Don't be afraid to fail. Yes. That's right. <laughs> the power is in your phone. You can do anything if yes. you have a phone. I love it. Pat, this has been great. That's a great way to close the show. Let people know. I will also add this in the show notes, but how can people reach you or follow you? Yes. Uh, if you type in Creators Campfire into YouTube, you'll find my podcast. And if you type in Bhav Sharma into YouTube, you should hopefully find my main channel. Uh, but otherwise, the podcast is on all available podcasting platforms, the usual spiel. And I am at Just Bhavs on Twitter and Instagram and probably Facebook. But but I'm around. I'm sure you can find me. YouTube's the easiest place and Twitter as well. I'll reply most. But yeah. <laughs> I love it, Bab. Thanks for coming on the Mitch Gray Show. This has been amazing. And um, yeah, as usual, we always have great conversation. Just this time, the listeners got to eavesdrop. So <laughs> Exactly. Awesome Thank stuff. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. 
Brothers and sisters, thanks for listening to the Mitch Gray Show, another great episode for you. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media. We will put Bab's information in the show notes and all of her links. So make sure you slide over there and um, give her a follow and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to her show. That would be amazing. Have a great day. and We will talk to you soon.